work the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Takata But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a tamer Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Digimon. The Digivolution is a front runner. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know what's coming? A Digi Destiny starts today. Let me hear you say. Digimon. <laughs> Digital Monsters. Digimon are the champions. Digi Modify. <laughs> We're doing Digimon Tamers, because I've been replaying Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, and I've got Digimon on the brain, and people like the card game of Digimon, and this is the card game season of Digimon. It is the card game season of Digimon. <laughs> it's also, like, a really good season of Digimon. It, it's, it's not just a good season of Digimon, it's just a good show. It's just good. Like, there are little bits and pieces that you appreciate more by being familiar with Digimon and having watched the previous seasons. Yeah. But it's just a good anime. JD, tell me about Digimon. Digimon Tamers. Digimon Tamers is the third season of the Digimon anime. These are real kids in the real world who are fans of the Digimon card game and TV show. I think the TV show, I don't know if that was necessarily a thing in the original or if the dub added that, mm. but it's still there. Digimon exists as, yeah. as media People and are, these are kids that enjoy the media yeah, and it, find themselves it's in like, a situation where that's real. It's like if Digimon happened in our world. Yeah, and it's very compelling because of that. You can so easily put yourself in the position of the kids. The main characters all engage with Digimon in different ways as well. Takato primarily plays the card game and also draws and designs his own Digimon. Rika <laughs> is a tournament champion of the yeah, card game. Yeah. Henry Moore plays the video games and everyone just comes in in their own way and then it re it's a very slow build. Think like the beginning of Steven Universe oh, only yeah. less episodic, more like still ongoing storyline about these yeah. kids exploring. And like trying to figure out like hey I have this Digimon. Do yeah. I try to hide it? What yeah. do I do with it when I go to school? Like, and like are... it's not the size of a plush toy. Gilmon is the size of Takato and is a dinosaur. Yeah. And also is a baby. A baby! And Gilmon talks like this and he says Takato man because love... he thinks that everything he meets is a Digimon. I love Gilmon. Would die for Gilmon. <laughs> As the show goes on, they start facing bigger and bigger threats and Digimon come through who want to get rid of the human world because they've stolen the shining Digivolution and no one knows what that means. And the kids end up having to go to the digital world to save Kalumon, who's an adorable little baby Digimon who just wants around who turns out to be the shining digital revolution of course and they go to the digital world to save him and then shit gets fucked up and it gets so real and so dark and then it's good we'll get into it it's good it's so fucking good if you haven't watched this show watch this show i would recommend watching the first two seasons first but you don't have to yeah it's good enough to stand on its it own. really is like if you're vaguely aware of the concept of digimon you're good yeah yeah like, because because the characters exist in a world where digimon exists mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you you're in the same place as them. The main thing that like you'd get from those previous two seasons is like getting some little jokes here Specific and there. Specific references like, yeah. the, like the goggles. Yeah like Takato. Takato man. Takato. Takato is the softest boy. 
so sweet. He's the protagonist. He's the main yeah. character. More so than Tyler Davis, because especially in those first handful of episodes, we've, we're really only following his story for the most part. We get glimpses of the other characters, yeah. but we are very much following him. He is our center point. He's who we are experiencing these things happening through him. He's also the heart. Yeah. Like, Ty and Davis were the very headstrong rush into danger types. I'm right and great and perfect. Takato was so soft and sweet. He plays the card game with his friends. He's kind of a nerdy outcast, outsider. Even even within his group, he's kind of the, the loser, really. Yeah. He gets distracted and daydreams a lot. He doodles Digimon. He's late for class. He immediately and clearly has a crush on this one girl who talks to her hand puppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adorable ship. And so he draws this Digimon and one day is scanning it because he's found this weird blue card. And then the card reader, having scanned the blue card, turns his Digimon real somehow. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. It's some digital shenanigans. And Guillermon comes to life and then Takado has to deal with this. He meets Henry. They just want to hang out and be friends with their Digimon. They meet Rika, who wants to fight. And they're like, what? why would we want to fight? This is a cool... <laughs> like, who wants to fight with Digimon? What? Like, this is my best friend. What are you talking about? This is my fire-breathing dinosaur. Why would I want to fight with it? Yeah. Gilmon's a baby. This is a baby. Ma'am? <laughs> Ma'am, this is a baby. When they go to the digital world, he allows his friends who don't have Digimon partners to come with them. He's Strange choice, but it's yeah. fun. It's fine. The big change for Takato comes at the turning point of the series. Leomon. Leomon. <laughs> if you're familiar with Digimon, even if you don't know this season somehow, if you're familiar with Digimon, you know where this is going. Leomon is infamous for dying in every incarnation, and it gets more and more tragic. Leomon shows up early in the season and Jerry decides she wants Leomon to be her partner. He abandons her at first and she is devastated, but he comes back and then they become partners. Yeah. And he's like, Jerry, you have the heart of a lion. And, and he protects her. Yeah. And he loves he's her. He's her new dad. He's his, her dad now. Yeah. And this. Not to be confused with the other Leomon, who is someone's dad. <laughs> Sometimes your dad is Leomon. Sometimes your dad is Leomon. They go to the digital world, they go through this whole adventure, and one of their former, not friends, but acquaintances, sort of murders Leomon horrifically in a three episode long battle. Takato goes berserk mode. Mm. Guillemon goes apocalypse mode. Yeah. Fueled by Takato's rage and emotions. Yeah. Guillemon becomes Megidramon, whose literal existence causes the digital world to begin to collapse. Yeah. And Takato immediately realizes the body's done wrong. His digivice breaks. Yeah. Fun fact, he gets a new digivice afterwards and it's gold. When I first saw that, I hadn't seen the Leomon episode. I just saw him with a gold digivice. I mm. thought he'd taken Jerry's yellow digivice oh, because no. she didn't need it anymore because oh, Leomon no. was dead. I know! <laughs> but that's what no. I thought. No, I mean, it's even more tragic that like she still has her digivice yeah. and it still functions, but she doesn't have her digivice. Well, if it doesn't function is the thing. There's a shot of the digivice yeah. screen fading to static. Right, right, right. Because it's just a constant reminder for her. <laughs> in the first two seasons, if a Digimon quote-unquote dies, provided it's in the digital world, it'll just come back as a Digi-Egg. That doesn't happen in this one, especially not when your data gets absorbed. And then for the rest of the show, it's all downhill and it gets so dark and fucked up and Takato becomes a big damn hero. But so anyway, that's the entire show. 
<laughs> because it, the show is the arc. Of, it's Takato's arc more than anyone. But everyone has their own story. He's just yeah. he's just the main focus of it's, the it's, main thread. It's very character oriented. Oh yeah. Again, season one, the eight main characters have a literal power up that tells you their defining characteristic. Yeah. These don't have that because these are fleshed out, well rounded people. Yeah. They don't fit into the molds anywhere near as easily, which is great for our show where we try to fit people into molds. <laughs> so let's do that. Takata, what Hogwarts house does he belong to? He he's not just the slam dunk Gryffindor like Ty and no, Davis are. No, you could probably make an argument. I'm, you absolutely could. He become he steps up and becomes the leader that everyone yeah, needs. Very much so. Like there's no question about his role as leader. I don't think even with like Rika who has more experience through the card game mm -hmm. and has had her Digimon longer and been battling for longer. Yeah. But there's no no question that Takato is the leader. Takato is my idea for what I want to see in a leader. I don't want the leader to be inherently just the most powerful one or the most yeah. headstrong. I want the leader to be the one who can bind the team together, who brings yeah. everyone together and motivates them. The one that everyone trusts. The one that people like. The, the person who... The Steve Rogers. Yeah! The person who, like, you want to follow. Yeah. And he, he wouldn't say, like, I'm in charge, I do this and I lead. He would say, right, here's what we're gonna do. Rika, lead the charge into battle because you're the best combatant we've yes. got. And he's good at delegating. Yeah! Mm -hmm. He's what you need from a leader, not just the front line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, of course, the obvious case for Hufflepuff. Because he's soft. Yeah. He's... <laughs> He's got a big heart. He's he so loyal. He's so loyal. So pa so patient. Impmon, this Digimon who's just been a pest and a pain to them the whole time, he will welcome him with open arms. He will welcome anyone with open arms. Yeah. Until you murder his friend. There's a case for Ravenclaw. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. Go for it. He's extremely creative. Oh yeah. Um, He's an artist. He is, yeah. That my personal favorite thing about him and like about this series, I cannot gush enough about how much I love that he designed his own Digimon. <laughs> that it was fan art, that it was his, yeah. his passion for this thing that he likes that became reality. Yeah. That is so good. <laughs> like, just thinking about that, like, makes me so happy. Like, just that part gets me into the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I, the rest of it, whatever. I'm, I am here for you created Guillaumon as an act of love. He goes on to, like, draw art for what Guillaumon would digivolve into for Growlmon, and I believe yeah. that matches it, but I don't think he scanned it or anything. I think that was just, like, his wishes made manifest. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's a creature that he designed, so his intentions for it yeah. are, are reality. I don't think he did that for Wargrowlmon, and he definitely didn't do that for Megidromon or Gallantmon. No. But, but yeah, he's extremely creative. He's very, I mean, passionate. I don't know if that's necessarily a Ravenclaw trait, but mm. in his case, it kind of feels like it. Mm. In the way that, like, he's passionate about the card game. He yeah. knows a lot about the mechanics of this game. Yeah. He knows the ins and outs of it. He knows how Digimon works. It's, yeah. it's his passion. The one thing you can really say about Takato is he's not remotely Slytherin. No, not, not There's ambitious. not a Slytherin bone in that boy's body. No. He is not remotely ambitious. He just wants to chill and ha hang out. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not about fraternity or the people close to him. He will invite anyone in. Yeah. He will protect and love anyone. And even with, like, the card game stuff that he is super passionate about, mm -hmm. he doesn't care if he loses that <laughs> yeah. much. He's yeah. just there to have fun and play the game. Yeah. And, like, he'll kind of gloat a little bit if he wins. He'll be like, yeah, yeah I'm the best. Whoa, champion. But that's yeah. also just having fun with his friends and that's more Gryffindor showing through than Absolutely, Slytherin yeah, for him yeah. at least. So not Slytherin. No. You could make it a reasonable argument for all the others. For any of the others because he's a fleshed out well-rounded character. Yeah. So that makes this difficult. It does. Where do we land with him? I guess we just 
pick a favorite. <laughs> Which obviously is going to be Hufflepuff. I would want him to be a Hufflepuff. I'm going to say Ravenclaw feels like, of the three, probably the weaker one. It is It is the like, weaker. It's a clear aspect to him. Yeah, but, but I don't think it's, it's his defining stuff. Yeah, and it's not like the center of him. Yeah, I think his defining stuff is that it is, he's got that bravery and the sort of like yeah. protection of others. Like he wants to help others. He wants to protect them. He's, he's friendly. He's welcoming. Yeah. Um, which that stuff is a little bit more Hufflepuff. Believes in the best in people. Like, yeah, you did very hardworking and... The first trait you listed as a major trait for him is bravery. Yeah. <laughs> I think he could very much be almost like a Neville-like yeah. Gryffindor. A Hufflepuff-ish Gryffindor. Yeah. But also a Gryffindor-ish Hufflepuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I th- can see either. I think we go with Hufflepuff because I think there's going to be a bunch of other Gryffindors elsewhere in the list. <laughs> Probably. So let's say Hufflepuff. And a way to look at that would be like, what does he value? Good times. Yeah. Making people happy, yeah. keeping people safe, having fun. Gilmon and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Does he super value doing, you know, the brave heroic thing? No, he doesn't care if he's a hero. Yeah. He'll let someone else take the spotlight for sure. Yeah, like he's just here trying to do yeah. what's right, do what's best. And that that feels Hufflepuff to yeah. me. Yeah. Hufflepuff. Let's move on. Yeah. So here's the thing about this season again, compared to the previous two in particular. Mm-hmm. The Digimon all have distinct, unique personalities. Yeah. Whereas in the first two, apart from Gomamon, they just mimic their tamer. Yeah. Next up, we're talking about Gilmon. Gilmon! Gilmon! Gilmon is baby! He is born a baby and he just acts like a baby. He's so cute! The one, the thing that's kind of weird about him being so baby and having that baby voice is that in this season, all the Digimon maintain their voices as they digivolve. <laughs> so he keeps that baby voice when he's Gilmon! And he's a giant <laughs> robot dinosaur with nipple lasers. Yeah. Because, by the way, nipple missiles are back. Nipple missiles are back. Nipple missiles are back. <laughs> nipple missiles. <laughs> Guillermon is born baby and absurdly playful. Yeah. Like, he shoots a pyro ball at a rat because he doesn't know what will happen. And he's, and he's yeah. like, let's find out what happens if I spit a ball of flame at this thing. He's very curious. Yes. He loves bread. Takato's family. Bread. Takato's family own a bakery and they live above the bakery, which is very convenient when they need food. Guillermon is so relatable. <laughs> when they... When, after his parents find out about Guillermon and they're preparing to go to the digital world, they bake Guillermon bread. Guillermon bread! They bake bread shaped like Guillermon. Oh, he's so <laughs> happy! He is constantly a baby and Rika like calls this out. Why are you babying your Digimon? He's a fighting monster. He doesn't develop a lot throughout the show. He kind of grows up and matures a bit to realize that like, he goes through early child development really. He go- yeah. grows from a toddler to like, preteen maybe? And like, sure. understands that Takato is not a Digimon. I think he eventually like, is able to call Takato just Takato, although I think he might continue to call him Takato Mon occasionally as, as a nickname. As like a nickname, yeah. yeah. I think by the end of it, he does do that, but it's like a more playful. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's like really empathetic. Yeah. He can read people really well. Yeah. And he is very empathetic. Like if Takato, especially with Takato, if Takato is feeling something, yeah. he'll feel that too. He wants to please them. I think his defining characteristic is bread. Bread. Yeah, he likes bread. He likes bread. All Digimon are like, food, food, into food for energy. They love to eat. Digimon is specifically about bread though. Guillermo, yeah. I think the fact that like bread is what's so readily available just loves bread. Guillermo loves bread. Which is great. Again, too, bakery. <laughs> I think Guillermo's a Hufflepuff. I also think Guillermo's a Hufflepuff. Baby and food. Baby loves food. Friend. Ha- kind of friend, people pleaser. Yeah. Up next is Henry. Henry. Henry Wong. Henry. Uh, what is his sister? Henry! That's what it is. She does have a little bit of that baby voice. Henry! Oh yeah, big time baby voice. Henry! Henry! Princess Woody Plants! <laughs> 
are your mom? Here are your mom? Henry comes from a big family. He has yeah. like several siblings. Yeah. Only one of whom matters, but he has a <laughs> bunch of siblings. Yeah. He is the most practical, level-headed, logical-minded uh-huh. Di- Digimon character. Full stop. <laughs> like even more so than Joe. Oh yeah, way more so than Joe. <laughs> For one thing, he won't. He doesn't freak out in the way Joe does. Joe. That's true. Joe yeah. takes those traits and p- applies them to a cartoon character. Yeah. Henry's just a person. Yeah. He's very grounded. Yes. He gets his Digimon. We see the episode through a flashback. He picks Terrymon to play as in a video game, and he goes around and fights, and immediately becomes very attached to this character in the video game, and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter if Digimon get hurt because they're not real. But look at him on the screen. He's so real. It's like, buddy, in your world, yes, it happens to be that this is correct, but doesn't make the first bit of sense. It's bullshit that you're feeling this upset over playing as a character in a fighting game. But then yeah. his emo- <laughs> what if every time you played Smash Bros, <laughs> yeah. you were like, oh no, I can't punch Isabel. She's too pure. She's too sweet. And then Isabel comes to life in your bedroom. <laughs> Alex. Will she be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also she'll have to fight. No. Yeah. She could. She's from a fighting game. Yeah, she'll kick your ass. <laughs> cool. Isabel's my Digimon now. <laughs> she will protect me and she will kick your ass. Uh, my Digimon is Inkling. <laughs> Tweet at us. Who's your Smash Bros. main? That's your Digimon now. <laughs> it's Isabel or Piranha Plant. Uh. Imagine having to tell some of them, yeah, my Digimon is called Snakemon, and it's not a snake, it's just this gruff, bearded, <laughs> gun-toting man. <laughs> it could be a Digimon. <laughs> solid Snake could be a Digimon. Uh, well, that's the Digivolve form. It's yeah, Snakemon yeah, so, that yeah, Digivolves yeah. to Solid Snakemon. Snake Snake, solid Snake, yeah. <laughs> so, Terrymon comes to life in his room, and after, from that moment on, he refuses to let Terrymon fight. He doesn't want Terrymon to fight because he doesn't want Terrymon to get hurt. Yeah. Which is awkward because Terrymon fucking loves to fight. Terrymon is ice. Terrymon is a Crappy little shithead. Yeah, he is. I love Terry. Oh, he's great. This. He's fucking he's great. Oh, he's so good. Oh. Like, way more so than the movie version. The movie version had little touches of that because yeah. Willis was kind of similar in some ways. Willis and Henry have similar vibes. Yeah. And the Terrier Mons also have similar vibes, but, but like. To the nth degree. Yeah. Henry is the most knowledgeable of the real world in the group. When it comes to Digimon knowledge, that's Rika. Any other knowledge field is Henry. Yeah. Later on, Susie gets a partner as well, his younger sister, and he becomes <laughs> crazy overprotective of her in the oh, same yeah. way he was of Terriamon at first. Yeah. And again, eventually learns to, like, relax a bit. He can be the most savage. He's the hardest one to have reached the point that point. Yeah. But if he's the one who reaches the point of breaking, he will be the most devastating one of the group. Yeah. I think he's got to be Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Again, he's relatively subtle and nuanced, but, like, he's just level-headed, which feels Ravenclaw. He's, he's extremely logical. He's very down-to-earth. Yeah. He thinks things through. He doesn't rush into stuff. And even this, even like the overprotectiveness, which yeah. you could argue is like a Gryffindor Hufflepuff trait, or yeah. maybe even Slytherin, depending on how you're swinging it. I think his version of overprotectiveness comes from looking at the situation, seeing that it's dangerous, and not wanting anyone to get hurt. Yeah. And like his overprotectiveness comes from analyzing yeah. the danger around him. From watching Terriamon get the shit beat out of him on screen. Yeah, yeah. Like and not it's, wanting that to happen again. It's because he has seen the danger and knows that that can continue to happen mm-hmm. and it, it his version of overprotection feels very ravenclaw terry amon terry amon little shit remember when i said that guillemon was my favorite i don't know if i actually said that guillemon's <laughs> my favorite but if i did i was lying because <laughs> terry amon well here's the thing about this show 
every character is fucking great. Every character is my favorite, except for Rika. Well, sure. But, like, Rika <laughs> fills her role. Yes, Rika's very important, and I love her for that. But, like, is she is she my thing now? Terriermon, though. Terriermon is a little shit. Yep, he's a little rabbit that spits bullet lasers and spins tornadoes and digirolls into a literal gun bunny wearing jeans with guns for hands. Again, little tiny touch. Their megaforms, they bio-merge to reach their final stage, where the Tamer and Digimon combine into one and share their power. It's really good. Mega Gargomon, Terriamon's mega form, is absurdly big compared to the others. Like, the others are like <laughs> adult human sized, and this is Megazord sized. Yeah. And it's a giant war machine covered in missiles and everything. <laughs> But now Henry's in there. Henry knows <laughs> Kung Fu. So Mega Gargamon <laughs> primarily fights with Kung Fu, despite yeah. being a literal walking mech tank. Yeah! Which is <laughs> such a good touch. I'm so here for that. Terriamon little shit, what house? Oh, Terriamon is probably a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, Terriamon does pl- like agree to play as Princess Pretty Pants, mm-hmm. Susie's doll. A- he's agreed. Terriamon I- really agrees. A- accepts. That. Yeah, um, although I do think that Terriamon like Susie. She, he does care Oh, yeah, her. for sure. Yeah. This Terriamon also has uh, a catchphrase. <gasps> Momentai! Momentai! <laughs> Haven't forgot. you figured it out? Yeah, it means take it easy! I forgot about Momentai. Momentai Ter- is very Hufflepuff, but I don't know if Terriermon has Hufflepuff energy. I think there's a Slytherin aspect to it. The, sl- yeah. the Slytherin aspect, obviously Slytherin's ambition, like, they would be driven... <sighs> is it Slytherin? Yeah, wait, no, hang on. Is Terriermon Slytherin? Why are we saying Slytherin? Sl- yes, I'm thinking Slytherin because, like, he... <laughs> that little shit energy. It really is. Um, but I don't think little shit energy is inherently Slytherin. Let me elaborate. Go on. His, he, he wants to throw down. <laughs> yeah. He wants to fight. And yeah. I think part of that, like, especially like when Henry is sort of like telling him, like, no, I don't want you to fight. He wants to prove mm-hmm. himself. I think that's some some kind of ambition. I think he's got that sort of like, yeah. I can do this. Like, I can I can fight this thing. Like, let me at him. Yeah. No, I've just figured it out, though. It's towed that line. It's not, it's on the, it's on the edge of Slytherin, but it's Gryffindor. Uh, Oh, you're right. That little shit energy is so Gryffindor. He want, he is headstrong, rush into action. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Absolutely fearless. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you got me, you got me. That, I think, more than our old our, our old distinction between Gryffindor and Slytherin, whether or not you actually want to put in the effort is mm. way more of a distinction between Slytherin and Gryffindor. Slytherins are more, would be more inclined to put in the effort to do the work. Yeah. To reach their ambition. Yeah. Gryffindors will, will just coast along more. Yeah, no, I like that. I House like- hot take. That is a good house hot take. Like, that's actually helpful for what we're doing two here. Epi- two episodes in a row with genuine house hot takes. <laughs> we're back. Yeah. Old school sorted. <laughs> I love Terriermon. Yeah, but I think that's enough to say about Terriermon. Let's move on to Rika. Okay. Like, okay, I get that she's your least favorite of the main group. She's fine. But Rika is the lone wolf character of the group. She's the mat. Yeah. She is the one who's most ready to battle. Her character arc is miserably on the nose. Mm. Like, it's an aspect of the show that's like, oh, come on, guys. Rika, at the beginning of the show, wears a t-shirt with a broken heart on it. (laughs) Later on in the show, when she's come out of her shell a bit, her mother buys her a new shirt. It's the same shirt, but the heart is not broken. Yeah. Subtle with yeah. a capital B. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah she is very unfriendly she doesn't she's not here to make she's friends she's cold she's calculating yeah. before the show we know she was the champion she's referred to as the Digimon queen yeah but yeah Rika cold calculating they make friends and then Rika's part of the team in the group and she's still like will mock and break the others now that she's friendly with Takato and Henry and she's hanging out with the group a bit more mm-hmm. she gets to know Kazu and Kenta and they become the new butt monkeys for her she, <laughs> like she, who she will absolutely tear into which makes for a great part where they go to the digital world Kazu and Kenta are in trouble she and Renamon are the first ones to leap into action to help them yeah like is... she's come so far already yeah where she is mm-hmm. like putting herself on the line for others yeah she opens up a lot more Hogwarts oh she's Slytherin though yeah she is ambition incarnate she is all ambition she always wants to be the best like she again she warms up then she takes on that more fraternal character yeah. trait of caring about the people close to her yeah like I think she's still pretty cold to people outside of that group yes like she's not a generally friendly person because again who that group consists of changes throughout the show as well like yeah. initially it's no one then it becomes her and Renamon then she lets in Takato and Henry Jerry kind of immediately gets in yeah Jerry never really has to try and Rika immediately just accepts her it's and hard that's... not to like Jerry <laughs> It's kind of great. Kazu and Kenta have to work crazy hard and it's very late for them. Yeah. You have to sort of like earn her yeah, affection. Yeah. Like, like she doesn't just give out friendliness. You have to like earn it. Yeah. Prove that you're prove not yourself. useless yeah. worthless. Yeah. yeah. Um, but once you do that, then you're good. Yeah. And that's very Slytherin. Very Slytherin. That's like Slughorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm a little different because he's not... Oh, yeah. Dif- different, yeah. but like a similar kind of Rika vibe. is outwardly cold to the people not in her yeah. circle. Yeah. And not necessarily that that warm to the people in her circle whereas Slughorn is very warm to people in yeah. his circle and just not anything to those outside but it's that same thing of like yeah, okay a... you you are clearly <laughs> worth paying attention to yeah you're you're someone worthy of my time so yeah. I'll tolerate you <laughs> yeah let's talk about Renamon 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 Rika's partner so Renamon is the only one of the three main character Digimon and for a lot of the show the only one at all who remembers the digital world who mm. has experience in the digital world who knows what she's talking about doing she also forms a bond with Impmon early oh, on. Yeah. Like, they get a lot of scenes together where Renamon has left Rika for a while. She's the only one that came from the digital world. Directly, yes. Yeah, like to, uh... Terriamon is Terriamon came out case. of the game. The game, which is, Sort of, yeah. which is a little bit different. Yeah. And Gyumon... Was born in the yeah. real world. To be fair, Kalimon and Impmon both remember it as well, but they're, yeah. l- like, less willing to talk about it than she is. Mm. Renamon is a Hogwarts house. Gryffindor. Yeah, why? Yeah. Do you like Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? Yeah, my, my gut was saying Ravenclaw. Um... Vibes. It's very close between those two for me. On the one hand, Ravenclaw, she's very calculated. She's very intelligent. Yeah. She definitely values that intelligence mm-hmm. and looking at things from a very logical perspective. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, she fights. She'll jump in. She'll protect her person. Like, she's yeah. gonna... She's gonna mess you up. You know who's a Ravenclaw who likes to fight? Mm. Phileas Flitwick. Okay. I think she's I that I thought you vibe. were gonna... Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're presented with two hat stalls between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, besides Hermione, who wasn't a true hat stall. Yeah. McGonagall and Flitwick. Yes. And they both just lean different directions. Yeah. I would say... I would say... See, that... gives me big McGonagall vibes. Yeah. You know? That's sort of, like, a little bit stuck up. Yeah, I suppose so. But, like... Have a biscuit, Potter. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're... Now that you said it like that, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Gryffindor for Renamon. Whereas, like, Flitwick is a little bit more... I yeah. don't know. She is right on that line. Yeah. She is right on that line. Yeah. I think Renamon's really neat. Yeah. Like, Rika's whatever, but I, I like <laughs> Renamon a lot. So, who's next? Up next is Jerry. Jerry! Jerry's a main character. Yeah. Jerry is the girl that Carter likes. She's a big dork. And it's 
immediately obvious that he likes her and it's not subtle. No. He gets blushies. Blushies! <laughs> she is at first kind of seen as like a bit of a girly girl. She has a group of friends. Mm. She has a recorder. But like her friends are never characters. Eventually she finds out about Guillermo and is briefly terrified. Fair. Before that she thought Digimon was stupid and for boys and dumb or whatever. Yeah. Then she finds out they're real and is like, uh, guys, teach me how to play the card game. And she just shows up having like bought hundreds of dollars or, yeah. or you know, tens of thousands of yen worth yeah. of Digimon cards. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> And she wants a Digimon partner. Initially, she tries to make Kalimon her Digimon partner because they fit together. Right? And Kalimon kind of becomes her partner by the end anyway. Yeah. But then Leomon shows up and she is awestruck. And he's like, this guy is so cool. Yeah, and he, he saves the day. Be but, my dad. But, but then he, he leaves and she is absolutely crushed when yeah. he leaves. To an extent that like doesn't really make sense at this point. She's, like, she's so sweet. Sweet. She's very, she wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah. Like, she's very sensitive. Leomon shows up and becomes a partner, and it's great. Everything's fine. They go to the Digiworld together, and then Beelzemon shows up, and they're fighting, and it's all bad. And then Leomon pulls him back from, like, landing and finishing blow on War Groundmon or whoever. Yeah. And Beelzemon kills Leomon. Yeah. To death permanently. And Cherry breaks. You heard of Break the QT? <laughs> no, you haven't. Not until you've watched this show. Jerry utterly collapses and becomes completely non-responsive, except to her hand puppet, who starts talking mm. independently of her. And they go yeah. back to the real world. And at this point, we find out her dad didn't come to pick her up when, like, all the parents got told that the kids were coming home and everyone else's parents came. Her dad refused to come and pick her up and said, she, like, she got there on her own, she can get home on her own. We find out that Jerry has been replaced. This isn't even the real Jerry anymore. And now this is an agent of the D-Reap a program created to consume data from the digital world if it stops following its original parameters. Mm. And Digimon inherently don't follow their original parameters, so it's trying to kill all Digimon. And then it decides that humans have stopped following their original parameters, so it <laughs> wants to eat the human world. Yeah. Jerry's in a bubble and, it, and heartbroken and traumatized. Beelzemon comes to try and save her and uses Leomon's attack because he absorbed Leomon's data, which is a whole thing. We... It is traumatic. It's so fucked up. It is, yeah. It and they dark. presented this show for children. It gets, like, real. Yeah. And obviously she gets saved in the end and, like, it's okay. But, like, her partner's gone. And for the ending arc of the show, Kalimant hangs out with her and stays with her, filling that gap as her partner without being her real partner or anything. Yeah. Jerry is the sweetest, softest Hufflepuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like... Uh, hands down. Jerry is, like I said, like, she's extremely sweet. She she wants to be friends. She's so good. And Takato and Jerry is such an OTP. She's, she's not pretty I mean, she does end up becoming super brave, but like at first, like oh, yeah. you said, like she was like terrified of Guillemon, but she comes yeah. back. Yeah. Like there, there is a little bit of a Gryffindor streak in her. That yeah. I definitely is what like draws Leomon to her. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he respects that, but she's she's still absolutely Hufflepuff. She's very sweet, and I love her, and I want to protect her. Yeah. Next for the main characters, Kalamon is this adorable little bundle of joy. Kalamon is also baby. Very baby, but less baby than Guillemon. Like more yeah. able to think and talk, and gets Guillemon into some fucking trouble in the, yeah. at, the, at the beginning of the show. Kalamon just hangs out, and they're thinking like Takato and Henry at one point are like trying to think of like they should try and pair Kalamon up with someone as a partner yeah. but then they realize Kalamon just wants to vibe yeah Kalamon doesn't want a partner Kalamon doesn't want to be tied down the big plot twist with Kalamon is that he is the shining digivolution he is essentially the power to digivolve incarnate and the Digimon sovereign the rulers of the digital world when they realized what the D-Reaper was coming mm. turned Kalamon into a Digimon to make it harder for the D-Reaper to find Kalamon now a living breathing Digimon with its own thoughts and feelings then in the same way that many Digimon throughout the show do went to the real world 
world and was lost to the Digiworld, so the Digiworld couldn't Digivolve anymore, which is how the main characters are able to Digivolve throughout the show. Right, yeah. Kalamon is... Baby. Baby Hufflepuff. Yeah. When Jerry is broken, Kalamon sees that and stays with Jerry from then on. Yeah. Is yeah, the thing. Yeah. Kalamon does care about the people around them. And wants to help, but yeah. also, like, he's just here for a good time. Yeah. Kalamon's good. Yeah. The season's good. Our final main character is Impmon. Impmon! Bada boom! <laughs> you thought Terry was a little shit? <laughs> Impmon is an imp. Yeah. The 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 deity of little shits. Yeah. I like Impmon. Oh, Impmon's Why? phenomenal. Such a great character. He's so good. Impmon has come fr- through from the digital world like the others, but hates humans, doesn't want a partner. We learned that Impmon had two partners who were toddler siblings who fought over Impmon like a toy and would pull and tug him. So yeah. he left them because he was hating it. Wants to get strong on his own. Can't, because yeah. part of the way it works is Digivolution works with bonds through others. Digimon need humans as much as humans need Digimon. It's an important thing. Yeah. So eventually, Impmon just gets the shit beaten out of him. It's like, he's constantly just bullying the others, but more teasing them in a way. Like, the others don't see him as a threat. They just see him as a minor nuisance and even kind of enjoy his company from time to time. Yeah. He's like Waluigi, you know? Like, sometimes maybe he's some kind of villain, I guess. Yeah. But he'll play tennis with you. (laughs) Oh, and they're both purple. And they're both purple. Eventually, Impmon gets the shit beaten out of him and goes back to the digital world and the Sovereign promise him the power to Digivolve and they help him Digivolve to Mega. Beelzemon. Beelzemon. I.e. Beelzebub. He gets a motorcycle? He gets a motorcycle that was so powerful that other Digimon it would take control of, but Beelzemon takes control of it. He goes around and like starts beating up weaker Digimon just for fun to prove his new power to himself. But then he made a promise to the Deva that uh, he would help them. So he goes to attack the Tamers, mm-hmm. who in his mind, he doesn't like not openly, but he knows are his friends. Yeah. He fights them. He murders Leomon. Yeah. And then he regrets he, it. Oh, he realizes he fucked up bad. He continues fighting like when Megidron and then Gallantmon show up until he eventually defeated and forced to flee in shame and sorrow. He knows that that was wrong and he like fights with himself for like the rest of the show. Yeah. When they're getting ready to go back to the real world, Renamon senses him because they like had this bond throughout the whole show mm. and goes and finds him all beaten up and torn to shit. And they bring him back to the real world because he's their friend through it all. He ends up reconciling with his tamers yeah. who apologize to him and like promise to be better. Because they're a little bit older now. Yeah. And like they they've missed him and they realize what they did. He gives everything he's got to try and save Jerry and he gets the closest out of anyone to actually doing it. Yeah. He's got some baggage. Yeah. He's got some stuff. Oh, but the fact is he's still clearly a Slytherin. Oh yeah, he's, he's a Slytherin. absurdly ambitious. He wants to, to prove himself. He makes a deal with the devil and becomes the devil. Yeah. To achieve his goals and dreams. Realizes his mistake and then single-mindedly focused on helping and saving someone else and like gives it his all to achieving this new goal. Yeah, yeah. Like he has a goal and he's gonna put everything he has into into making it happen. Yeah. Which means, Alex, it's time. What time is it? It's time for the lightning bolt round. Tell me about Kazu. So Kazu is one of Takato's friends from the beginning. He's he's such a shit. <laughs> he loves Digimon. He loves the card game. When he first sees Geomon, he's like scared and is like, yeah, Digimon's kind of for babies. Gets over it. And then it's like all in on team, like hang out with Digimon. Yeah. When the Tamers are going to the digital world to save Kalimon, he and his friend Kenta are like, yeah, let's go. And he gets a Digimon partner. He's Gryffindor. In any other season, this is the kind of character who would yeah, be the, the, go- the gogglehead. In, like, in that group of three, he's the leader. That's not what this show is. Tell me about Gargamon. Which one's Gargamon? 
Gladron is Kazu's partner, the little brown robot. It yeah. de-digivolved in the show from Andromon and then was never able to digivolve to Andromon again, which is a little weird. Yeah, it is weird. Hmm. Yeah, so Gardramon is a robot. Yeah. Yeah, well, all robots are Ravenclaw. Oh, damn. Kenta. Kenta is Kazu's partner and other friend. He's the one that wears glasses, so he's more of a nerd. Kazu and Kenta are very much a double act. They're a pair of characters. They yeah. have such similar vibes and energy, but he's the more, he's the nerdy one, so Ravenclaw. Okay. How about Marine Angemon? Marine Angemon is like a super powerful Digimon? Marine Angemon is not even close to the most powerful partner any of the characters has. Yeah. Marine Angemon is a tiny little cherub pink thing, but it's a mega level Digimon that's Kenta's partner. Probably a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Ryo. <sighs> Ryo was the main character of the Wonder Swan series of video games in Japan, and as part of the network saying we want to promote the games more, they wanted Ryo to be a character in the show. He is already established in the video games as being a character in the world of the first two seasons, and there's this whole storyline of him fighting Millenniummon and crossing between barriers between universes to get to the team as well, which is supposed to explain how he gets here. Though he is also shown to have real human world parents, so that doesn't quite make sense. Anyway, he's supposed to be this big, powerful, tamer guy, and he's also very much the hero type in Gryffindor. Yeah. But he's so lame. I like Cyberdramon. Cyberdramon is Ryo's Digimon. Yeah. It's like two Digimon, and like one of them's evil, and it's being contained <laughs> by the other one or something. Originally in Ryo's world, his partner was a Digimon called Monodramon, mm. and fight against Millenniummon, the way to defeat it was to force them to DNA Digivolve. Right. And that, I believe, is supposed to have been what opened the rift between worlds, and they formed Cyberdramon. It was a DNA devolution of a rookie and a mega, so they balanced out as an ultimate. Okay. And he's just a bestial monster. Yeah, kind of mindless. Let's Relatively mindless. Go Gryffindor. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all instinct. Yeah. Tell me about Susie. Susie is Henry's little sister. She's an adorable little girl who likes to play pretty princess. I love her. Hufflepuff, just, just Hufflepuff. Her voice is annoying, but I love her. Tell me, Mom. <laughs> Henry. Alex, tell me about Lopmon. Lopmon is Susie's Digimon. It's the counterpart Digimon to Terriamon. Yeah. It's brown, a brown, brown bunny with three horns instead of one. But also... <laughs> Susie ends up in the digital world and is like, the bunny. She finds a giant bunny who is the size of a building. Yeah, and is like, I love you. Yeah, and this bunny is like, I guard, the, I guard this gateway to the, the Digimon Sovereign. And then, like, the bunny adopts the girl. Yeah, like, they just, like, she's just such a sweet, like, yeah. little child. And yeah. Tilamon is just like, yeah, you're mine now. Yeah. It's great. I really like like it. She's more of a character than Susie is. She and, is. Like, she maintains her loyalty to the Sovereign is a thing. Like, yeah. she, like when they show up, she bows before them and like tries to explain the situation. And she is then very much the knowledge of the digital world for yeah. them. Yeah, and I th I, I'm going to say Lopmon's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Tell me about Ai and Mako. Ai and Mako are Impmon's twin sibling partners. They are shitty little children. You're Gryffindor, though. Okay. Alex, tell me about Yoshi Matsuki, a.k.a. Takato's mom. Takato's mom is really supportive and sweet and nice. Generally. Yeah, oh yeah, She's yeah, also yeah. terrified. I mean, that's valid. Like, she wants to protect herself yeah. and stuff, and like, this is a lot of scary shit that's yeah. going down. She's got Molly Weasley energy. She does, yes. Very protective. And I'm gonna say Gryffindor for that. Okay. Tell me about Takahiro Matsuki. Takahiro's dad? Kind of similar, kind of protective dad. He's the more in the moment, like, well, as soon as Takahiro explains that they're going to the digital world, Takahiro's mom initially is refusing to permit it. Oh, okay. He just immediately gets up, goes to the bakery, and starts baking the bread.
bread. I'm putting him as Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. He make food? Good, good dad. Alex, tell me about John Yu Wong. Henry's dad. He's a scientist, computer person. Yeah. Not I mean, he but... could almost be a main character. Yeah. He created Digimon. And then he's brought in to try and help stop the Digimon. Because he can do the computer. Yeah, they yeah. bring in, like, that whole team of, yeah, like, yeah. his college buddies. And they're, like... Mm -hmm. They are instrumental in everything that involves going on. Yeah. Including the actual climax of the show. Yeah. In which he designs a program that would suck the D-Reaper back to the Digi-World, which they install in Terriamon yeah. to use with his spinning move. He doesn't mention to Henry or Terriamon or anyone else that that program will suck in all digital life and force the barriers closed. Oops. So he sends the Digimon back to the digital world. And there's a very interesting edit here at the end of the show where so the Tamers have all said goodbye to their Digimon and are all in tears. And yeah. Janyu is stood behind them trying to apologize to Henry. The original Japanese, like he's apologizing to Henry and Henry just shakes his head as if to say like, it's okay. You don't yeah. need to apologize. Yeah. I forgive you. And Janyu breaks down because he's like grateful to his son for not hating him forever. Yeah. The dub changes that to Janyu asking if Henry can ever forgive him. And Henry is still shaking his head to say, no, I can never forgive <laughs> oh, you. no, that's very different. It's very different. And Janyu breaks down now because his son will never forgive him. What Hogwarts house is this poor broken man? Oh, I was gonna say Ravenclaw. Oh, we still Ravenclaw. I'm still gonna say Ravenclaw. Definitely Ravenclaw. Tell me about Rumiko Nanata, Rika's mom. Rika's mom is a fashion model. She had Rika when she was 18, so she's only 28 years old. She's your age. Very successful fashion model. She wants Rika to follow in her footsteps. Rika doesn't want that. She has a very strange relationship with her daughter at first as a result. She's often traveling as well, but eventually she warms up and accepts Rika for who she is. But like, yeah. she wants her to like wear a slightly nicer t-shirt. Still, still basically the same t-shirt, just a slightly nicer one. It's one that I picked out, but it's similar to the one you like. And yeah, like, they, like meet me halfway. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they reach a middle ground and settle together. I'm gonna say Slytherin. Yeah, I like that. How about Psycho Hata, Rika's grandma? Rika's grandma is more supportive of yeah. Rika. She's a bit closer with Rika and like, yeah. is trying to support her and like understands that she yeah. doesn't want to do what her mom's doing and yeah. She's also fully aware of Renamon right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Like she doesn't say anything, but she knows. Why am I getting Ravenclaw vibes? Yeah, sure. Ravenclaw. Tell me about Miss Asagi. Miss Asagi is Takato, Kenta, Kazu, and Jerry's teacher. She's voiced by Kari's voice actress doing the same voice as Kari because Yay. Kari's dream from the end of season two was to grow up to be a teacher. That's cute. It's a very cute little nod. It's not the same character. It's a different universe, but it's a cute little bit. She's very protective of her students. They write her a note to explain they won't be coming to class because they're going to the digital world and she chases after them. Aww. She gets, she gives a blessing in the end and everything. Yeah. Teacher, I'm going to say teacher Raven. Claw. Sure, yeah. Alex, tell me about Yamaki. Yamaki is the leader of Hypnos and the first villain in the show. <gasps> That guy! Yeah, we haven't talked about him yet, but he's so crucial to the whole I show. I completely forgot Mimaki is a big wig who's yeah. running things behind the scenes. He's trying to stop the Digimon from being... <laughs> <laughs> well, at first, yes. Yeah. But, but but that's only the first arc of the show. Yeah, and then but he, the, he the, the, Like, eventually, Hypnos is shut down and blown up because of his actions. And he realizes he can still help save the day and realizes the kids are on the right lines. And it has his face turn moment where he pulls off the shades and smiles. Yeah. Because now he's a good guy. I'm gonna say Gryffindor. Okay, that's interesting. I love it. Yeah. Gryffindor villain. Yeah. Tell me about Riley. Riley is like an operator at Hypnos. There's like two women who are seen in spinning suspended chairs who <laughs> like give all the details and information. Also later on, once they're unemployed, we learn that she's in a relationship with Yamaki and also we see her swimming at one point. She goes and buys day-old bagels from Takato's yeah. bakery. Later on when Takato meets her with Yamaki, he's like, hey, I know you. You're the lady who comes in to buy the day-old bagels. And then Yamaki looks at her like, you never told me those bagels were day old. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, yeah. The little things that this show does mm -hmm, are great. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put her as Ravenclaw. Okay. Alex, tell me about Tally. Is Tally the other lady? She sure is. Um, I had to put her on because I put her partner on. But yeah. The problem with Tally is she doesn't really do anything that Riley doesn't. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Tell me about Shibumi Mizuno. So Shibumi is his code name from his group of monster makers. Is this Real name the, Mizuno. This guy. is the guy in the yellow jacket. Yes. His storyline was kind of like, I think they changed it during production a bit. Mm. And it was a little unclear. He's the creator of the blue cards, which allowed Digimon to digivolve and allowed them to, the first Digimon to come through to the real world. It's a very mysterious figure that doesn't really make sense. He was one of Janu's group, the monster makers. Yeah. He seems to be in a coma for most of the show. Oh, yeah. Which, but the coma puts him in the digital world, but also he's able to appear in the digital world in a form with this yellow jacket. But also the form might just be a Digimon. It's, it's they never really make. I forgot that he was in a coma. Yeah, they never really make it entirely clear. And they meet him in the digital world at one point. He explains the Digivice. He, he invented the Digivice as yeah. well. Wakes up from his coma, I guess, and helps out the monster makers in the final arc. Yeah. He's got weird chaos energy. He does. He's very interesting. Uh, Ravenclaw, though. Yes, absolutely. Alex, tell me about the rest of the monster makers. They're the people who made the Digimon. and One of them has the nickname Dolphin. Yeah, uh, they're all Ravenclaw. Yeah. They're a bunch of programmers. Yeah. Tell me about the Devas. The Devas are the first group of enemy Digimon that come through. They're 12 Digimon based on the Chinese Zodiac, one of which is Lopmon slash Antilamon. At least half of them are kind of just general threats, but they're just the most powerful threats they've yet faced. Yeah. They're so much more readily like, humans are evil. They're Slytherins. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Zhuchaomon, the Phoenix Digimon Sovereign, leading the Devas. Uh, Slytherin. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> remember a lot of this. Tell me about Azulongmon. Azulongmon shows up later. He's another of the Digimon Sovereign. He shows up and tries to settle things and he gives a massive info dump and exposition drop mm -hmm. about everything. Ravenclaw, he'd he do the info dump. Yeah. Alex, tell me about the D-Reaper. Is the D-Reaper the program that's gonna destroy all the Digimon? Yeah. Is it also the program that's gonna destroy all the humans? Yes. In the world? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all... It's, it's, it's all... gonna destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a program. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's, I think, because I think it's it's just a misguided program. I think, you think it's like a Ravenclaw? Yeah. Like, it's just following its it, protocol. It is just following the program. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a robot. It's a robot. It's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. All right, JD, tell me about the narrator. Finally, the narrator. <laughs> So the previous two seasons had this deep, gen like kind of <laughs> generic narrator voice. Yeah. Find out next time on Digimon. This season, the narrator is Davis. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. What? Well, I mentioned Rika's the narrator in season four. Yeah. They just started a thing where they just used one of the main characters from the previous season and made them the narrator. So the narrator's like, ha, dude, this was crazy. What did Takata do next? Find out next time on Digimon. It is Davis. <laughs> I love that Davis is back. It doesn't make any sense. Davis is a character from a TV show these kids watch. Why is he narrating their lives? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's still a Gryffindor because he's still Davis. Yeah. I love Davis. I know you do. <laughs> I love Takato. Uh, that's fair. Takato is awesome. I love Takato too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Who's your favorite? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm don't make me choose. Who's your favorite Digi Destined? No, I won't choose. You won't choose? I won't choose. Who's yours? Kari. Oh. I love Kari. She's <laughs> such like bullshit OP like <laughs> The power of light. <laughs> I know. She's so 
broken, yeah. but I love her. My main personality trait is light. She can do anything. <laughs> her powers are like, what do we? What bullshit do we need to happen here? What kind of miracles do we need to make happen for plot reasons? Yeah, Kari can do it. She's the conduit through which God speaks to them. Yeah, I love Kari. She's great. <laughs> and that's Digimon Tamers Sorted. <laughs> Okay, so for sorting it out, let's do something super, super quick. Uh. Cho, Cho Chang needs a different name. <laughs> yeah, I think she's not the only character with a pretty bad name. I mean, Seamus Finnegan. Yeah, that's fair. Less less racist names. Uh, we're done. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> Cho, Cho Chang, part of why it's so problematic, though, is that they're both surnames, I believe. Yeah. Like, her name doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And also, like, it was more of a touch for the movies, but, like, she does live in the UK. Yeah. Her parents either immigrated here or she's, like, half... Chinese. Yeah. Her name could be like Melissa, quite frankly. Yeah. Melissa Cho. Sure. Cho Chang's it. name is now Melissa. Sure, why not? Yeah. D deal we fixed with it. it. We fixed Harry Potter. It's slightly less racist now. <laughs> slightly. Thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Home Viewing. Steampunks. And our other show, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Wajakamo, the one from Willows, who's our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter, at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favorite... Digimon Partner. I just want to know. Just who's your favorite? Just, yeah, I just want to know who your favorite is. What are your favorite Digimon? Yeah. Digimon. Well, yeah. We probably said that last time, but you know, no one tweeted. So Twitter is your favorite Digimon. And I want to know. I want to know who your favorite partner character is. It's been one week since, since you looked, looked at me. me. <laughs> Cross your head to the side. Is that I'm angry? Hey Digimon. Hey Digimon. I'm monster friends to the boys and girls. Hey Digimon. I've seen Digimon. I've seen like edits because like because the show is so dark, so they dropped all those songs for this yeah. season. But I've seen edits of like Leomon getting stabbed and then it cutting to Hey Digimon. <laughs> Hey Digimon, hey Digimon Monster friends to the boys and girls Jerry's crying in a bubble Alright uh, Bye Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's... Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then... Come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!